Bonjour. This morning I'd like to talk a little bit about practice before we, uh, we sit uh, in meditation together. And uh, maybe talk about um, talk some about um, resting, receptivity, calm. Uh, we've talked a bunch, I think, about um, investigation and being curious. And um, last night, Catherine was talking about the different lenses, and she presented one of the lens of the four elements that we, uh, one of the Dharma lens that we can put to investigate uh, our immediate experience. And um, we were talking together and saying um, it could be good to talk about. Uh, the balance or the yeah the balance or the the importance of having investigation and curiosity but also met with the same amount of calm and and uh, tranquility how um, things are revealed when there's a certain amount of uh, steadiness or balance and so maybe to uh, um, bring this uh, back to the front today if it feels right to you. Um, and I was thinking of a, a famous quote that I heard, or story that I've heard many times here in the hall, and that uh, seems to uh, speak to uh, us uh, meditators. It's the, the story where, uh, or the, yeah, the story that uh, Ajahn Chah, tells this uh, really revered uh, Thai forest uh, monk when he says, uh, and some of you will recognize, oh yeah, I've heard that, when he says uh, meditation is a little bit like uh, going in the forest next to a very calm lake or body of water and sitting there. And his instructions is sit there and just... uh, Pay attention and stay quiet there by the lake. Don't move. Just stay there. And you'll see in time, all kinds of strange and beautiful animals will come to drink at the lake. And the whole of the Dharma will be revealed to you. So it's not like you have to go and get it, you know, and get all the animals and sort it out, you know. Like you can just sit there and pay attention and let awareness do its work, you know. Sometimes I think of, um, you know, somebody's doing a biologist doing a, a research in the in the wild. You know, what they tend to do, I think, from the children book I read, is they <laughs> they don't go and mess with the beavers. You know, they kind of like hide behind a tree, and they let the beaver do what they do, and then they take notice. Do you see what I mean? It's, it's kind of, in a way, almost passive. You know, you sit there, you pay attention, and you, oh. I actually remember uh, here on a retreat in the winter, I would go and uh, 
get really warm and go sit on a rock by uh, the pond there. And by just sitting there, uh, I learned things about beavers. In the, in the really cold of winter, not like now, but when it's really frozen, what I've discovered is, is that uh, beavers, they go all around the lake and they poke holes to breathe. And every day they go around and they poke the holes again. So they, and so I could see over there. And then a few minutes later, and also I didn't know that there was a little uh, mink that was going around the lake constantly. It was like a little bit like a bus run. <laughs> it would take an hour for the mink to go around. And if I just sat on the, on the, at some point, the mink would just walk by. And mink, they don't, um, they're not interested in, um, uh, in IMS uh, cookies. Little crackers. They, they don't do crackers. So just by sitting there with a cracker, I discovered that they don't do crackers. <laughs> I didn't have to do much, but just rest there and be available. And then uh, nature reveals itself. Here, the field is the field of the body and its elements in the field of the psyche, in the field of the heart and its movements. Don yesterday was talking about the, the different list, uh, lists of, uh, in Buddhism. And in one of the lists, we put uh, investigation uh, and, uh, as a, maybe something that is complementary or that balances balance it is faith and trust. We say, if there's too much investigation, the mind becomes really active and I have to get this and I have to understand this and this piece of the, this list and that list and how to, you know, and, it, and suddenly no discoveries is possible because the mind is too agitated. So it needs as much trust in the process. No, that's a kind of a, an expression you have in English, no, trust the process. So, um, bringing forth maybe some kind of um, faith if that word uh, works for you. Trusting that the Dharma will be revealed. Another um, really revered teacher, Munindraji, would say, just sit there and know you're sitting and the whole of the Dharma will be revealed. It's a very precise instruction. Sit there and know that there is sitting happening and the rest will become uh, offered or clear to you in time. Yeah? So you can uh, see this today. What, what, how can you uh, nurture uh, this calm, this uh, abiding? And so where is your resting place? Is it in the body sitting? Is it in the field of sounds? Is it in the awareness of awareness, of being, of consciousness, of aliveness? Where is your resting place? Later today it might be in the stepping, that you can rest in stepping or in body moving. So intention is uh, has something to do with this here.
in some of the instruction we read, uh, I'm going to paraphrase again, but there's something about bringing attention to the breath or giving attention to the breath. I calm the mental formations, being attentive to the breath. It could be something else, but being attentive to the breath, I calm the bodily formation. So there's an intention. So as we sit here being attentive, we might know and have the intention, I'm attentive to actually calm the heart. I'm attentive, or I let attention be alive, or rest in attention to calm the mind, the heart, the body. And so see for you what could work in there. So alive, the mind is alive, is contacting reality, is being touched by it. The mind, the heart, the body is alive. And it's also tranquil, or tending towards it, inviting it. And at this point in the retreat, the mind might become more pliable, malleable. It means it, uh, it, uh, it's suggestible. It can hear it. If you say, oh, some calm could be welcomed here. Oh. Sometimes the calm is uh, accessed through um, kindness, friendliness. Again, that old friend. So it can be soothing to <clears throat> abandon uh, demands on the body and the mind and the heart and to receive it just as it is, to allow it to be as it is. Rest in the lightness of the heart or rest in the heaviness of the heart. not abandoning, not forcing, letting the Dhamma take care of us. We're taking care of the Dhamma. We showed up. We came here. We're sitting here. So now let's let the Dhamma do its part. And so entering the meditation very softly here, not becoming rigid because now, okay, now it's meditation. Just entering very softly, humbly, quietly maybe. The elements are there doing their thing. We don't have to dig them out. We don't have to make them happen. They're already there. It's in the silence and in the care and quietness that they might reveal themselves.
allowing the earth to support us, letting this body be earth on earth. Letting the air nourish us as it does. We don't have to breathe. Breathing happens absolutely naturally. We can rest in it. Trust it. body producing, naturally producing heat, radiating heat. allowing the fluidity of the body or heart or mind to be there just as it is. There's that much fluidity right now, allowing the belly to expand and change shape with the breath. generously offering our attention or resting in attention to calm the mind and the heart. discovering in the space created what will happen, how things will unfold.
We're at the very heart of the retreat now, so this is, um, we could consider this as very, very precious uh, time now. And uh, we'd like to encourage you to, um, yeah, really uh, uh, honor this. It's going to be gone quickly, you know. Maybe you wish for it to be gone (laughs) quickly. (laughs) Maybe you fear it. But, uh, yeah. Um, And maybe a few words about this, the secret teaching. Do you want the secret teaching? (laughs) It's not such a secret, but it's good to, to... I mean, it's the secret, maybe, of um, of retreat practice. This uh, the powerful uh, thing we have for us there, if we are aware of it, is this uh, continuity of practice. So there's a kind of practice we call stop and go. You know, so you show up, you really do it, and then you go out. You know, you go and you check out and fantasy and planning and whatever you, you know, indulge in a way. And then you want to show up again. This is hard. It's, uh, it's compared to trying to launch a rocket, uh, you know, again and again. Like it's, initially it's hard to launch a rocket, apparently, I'm told. But once it had given the first really strong energy, it's, it's easier to go, but if you drop the rocket, you have to start over again. That's kind of difficult. So check this out. If there's a and and again, never any judgment in this practice. Just awareness, and maybe a little place of choice is opening up. Oh, let me see if I can be more continuous without forcing, without abandoning. And so there's an image that Joseph, uh, one of the teachers he, here. Uh, uses that I like a lot. So he used a, a ball like this one. And he says, at the beginning when we come to retreat, we want to establish a certain kind of presence, a quality presence to what's happening. And we're taken by the past. And then we establish again presence here now. Yeah? And then, whoops, the future, but next week or when I end up alone, and then (laughs) we come back here. And then, yeah, but my preferences would be, but what's actually happening here besides the preferences, you know? Oh, there's these sensations, you know? And then, and we always have to come back. Do you recognize this movement? Yeah. And we do this. And by staying steady and uh, being patient and humble and all these qualities that we talk about, and just starting... Uh, with a beginner's mind, freshly again, let's reestablish, not making a big deal out of the fact that I was gone, no, no, no. but just saying, so what's happening now? Reestablishing again, reestablishing again. At some point, and you might have felt this uh, uh, already, or m- you might feel it, there's a reversal of the bell where, because of this continuous effort or showing up again, at some point, you can see, but I can see, I can tell you about it. The mindfulness becomes more established as like a default setting. 
and then suddenly sometimes something takes the mind but it comes naturally back you know in the text it's described and I, I love this the, the uh, I think it's the Buddha but it, it, uh, it's one of the sutras where it says oh when I started practicing and I'm paraphrasing again here but uh, when I started practicing I had a lot of energy for um, for let's say um, ill will or like so I would sit here and the breath and the present moment was not that juicy or interesting but what somebody had said to me in the past do you recognize like this there was a lot of energy for this and there's a number of things named the other one is uh, desire for something else like I would sit here and I'll fall asleep with the present moment but thinking of when I go back home and you know and da, da, this and a lot of energy and thinking about moi is in, in the list of like that has a lot of energy but just being here with sounds and light and sensations was not yet that juicy you know and so the mind was taken by all these things uh, the, in the list the other thing that his name is things like oh I had a lot of energy and I was really like things, think, thinking about things, whatever it is, the dharma or the things I'm going to get or the, you know, whatever things, stuff. And in the process, there's a kind of an abandoning of this. And you might feel this. Sometimes your mind, you're sitting there just being here in presence. And then the mind will go like, yeah, but I wonder if after lunch, you know, and, and then the mind will shy with it. like, ah, oh, I don't want to go down that road after it's a whole loop, you know, and it comes with emotions, and is it going to happen or not, and <coughs> etc. So one abandons this. Do you recognize this? So the mind goes like, oh, I, <sighs> I might just stay here, you know, and just get to know this, what's happening here. And so that's the uh, default setting starting to uh, form, you know. And so how do we get to that default setting by uh, showing up again and again? We don't, we, it's not a question of we decide that we're, okay, I'll be in the default setting of mindfulness to their presence, sustained presence, but by showing up again. By, so, for example, for me, when the, when the bell rings, it could be a moment where I would go out, okay, done, you know. But then it's, oh, transition, really? How can I calm the mind? How can I steady the attention? Wow, I'm given the chance to hear the bell. Here, here, disappeared. Now the next thing that can be full experience is just the hands uh, leaving the knees and traveling and touching. and leaving each other and traveling in space and in coldness or warmth and touching and after the body unfolding and so all these are invitation for calming the mind, steadying the mind uh, staying present the shoe entering the, the feet entering the shoe the hand touching the wood uh, bar of the coat rack you know again and again coming back, staying here and, and uh, bringing this continuity. So how is it in the 
work meditation, what will steady the, the mind, what will, uh, how will continuity show up, you know? So, non-scatteredness, gatheredness, how can we gather? How can we gather? One teacher I was practicing with would uh, always uh, hang out between the meditation. He would just be in the corridors and by, in the watching by the dining hall. And often he would say, guys, you're leaking. You're leaking. That makes me sad. You put so much energy in your practice. And then in between times you leak. I see you like this, looking at the board, you know, like kind of like looking for some, some as if something was going to be satisfying, you know. Like who's walking where? I don't know. What, you know, like be careful. You're leaking. It's it, it's not like oh bad yogi, you're leaking. It's for yourself. You've been investing so much time. You know, see if you can not leak so much. You know, so see if something in there works for you, is talking to you. And if it's not, please just uh, recycling bin. As you walk uh, today, one of the ways that you could play with, if you want, would be uh, as you cross the path one time, just to uh, maybe let uh, the world, the universe of uh, the sounds become alive. You know, put the tension in atten- uh, he- hearing be revealed, the soundscape. Let that universe be alive. Then reach the end of the path, stop, feel the body turn. And as you cross again, maybe let the visual field become really conscious. Wow, colors, shapes, luminosity, brightness. Let yourself be touched by this. As you cross again, Maybe a third crossing would be uh, just the body moving in space. Be touched by this, become conscious of this body moving in space. And then the fourth time could be just the stepping, rest in the stepping. The stepping, the hardness, the softness, the movement, all the elements are there. And then you could start again if you want, hearing, rest in that universe seeing that sensitivity. That's just one suggestion to make this uh, be alive and to invite a continuity of uh, presence in different fields of our experience, if it feels right. Two little uh, announcements here. So every day uh, now, Every morning at the, at the early morning sit, there will be a, a one of you sitting here leading the sit. So, and also at 11.30. So these two sits will be uh, without uh, adult supervision. <laughs> I'm trying to look like an adult. Um, joking here. This is, uh, I remember, 
I, 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 I like sitting when there's uh, no teacher. I like the, to me, there's something really sweet about peer practice. You know, not that we're not peer. We're clearly practitioners and meditators, but we're also in the kind of archetypal. You know, we've been put on stage. You know, and we're looking this way. You're looking that way. There's a little setup. You know. And so, uh, when the teachers go, there can be something really sweet about being with what is that, that feels like peers. And uh, so, please make the best of this. So, thank you for signing up. There was some, oh yeah, important community awareness here. So, some of us here are really uh, fragile to fragrance, impacted by uh, fragrance. So we're called to be really aware of this, bring our consciousness to, to that. Uh, because some of us, some of our organs or system are affected by fragrance. Neurologically, uh, the breathing system, the heart beat. Uh, and so it can be in, uh, slightly uncomfortable to very uncomfortable, even dangerous for health. So we're invited uh, to be really conscious about this and, and checking if I'm going, if it's possible for me to let go of a, a product that I'm using that has fragrance to it for the greater good of the, of the community. Yeah. So please bring a careful attention to this so that we can all be included in this, uh, in this room here. Yeah? If you're not sure about what you're using and stuff, you could drop by the front office and they'll help you read uh, the label on your product you're using. Okay. Beautiful day for practice. Plenty of reality. You don't need another... <laughs> You don't need something else. It's full of reality here to attend to. Okay. Have a good one.